Hi, it's Ellen DeGeneres. Welcome to my podcast. We're going to listen to some of the best moments from the show, and it's going to be hosted by four executive producers that I love. Happy listening. On today's episode of Ellen on the Go, Anderson Cooper tells us about his new baby boy. Bill Murray gives one of the most interesting and wonderful interviews ever. Sarah Paulson, our old friend, joins us. Tim McGraw performs for us. I love Tim McGraw. And I went skydiving. Sing Sorry. it. And Andy. <laughs> Rocky mountain climbing. Puffs up a hairball in a game of, huh, what? What? Two what? points. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Mary Connolly. I'm Andy Lassner. Damn it, Andy. Go, Kevin. Kevin, I want to hear your name. Go, Kevin. I'm Kevin in a second. I'm Andy Lassner. You're so weird. Where's Ed Glavin? I'm not telling you where he is. Okay, Andy. And Ed Glavin joins us today. So, Andy, I can't wait for everyone to hear this story. Yeah. Because if. If you guys listen to these podcasts in sequence, you of know course that they Andy, do. Andy really seemed to have a need to get somewhere at the end of our last podcast. And he wouldn't really tell us why, but he was just going, okay, like three different times he tried to end the podcast and we teased him about it. And now tell us, you tell all us made, where you went and what you did. You all made fun. Like where could he possibly have to go? So we wrapped up. Finally, the podcast, which I did outside, because if you remember, I heard crows. I walked into my house. I looked left. I looked to the right. There was my sofa, and I napped for 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I was rushing to. I need the nap every day while we're in hiatus. Yeah, We all kind of text each other throughout the weekend. Yep. And Andy on the weekend said, uh, I'm uh, going to go take a nap. I'm going to go (laughs) night-night. And a little while after that, Ellen reached out to us and wanted to uh, get on the phone to talk to everybody. And Kevin, Ed, and I all said, well, we're available, <laughs> but Andy's napping. <laughs> that we is all correct. knew that Andy was taking a nap, and that was, everyone was like, okay, so we let him nap, <laughs> and the rest of us will meet. It was unbelievable. I woke up, and I saw the whole thing was setting up, and like, here's the, here's the <laughs> Zoom that we're getting on. And I'm like, did I miss this? And you're like, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Ellen was like, did you have a good nap? So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's pretty sweet. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yep. Anderson I, Cooper. Come on with Anderson Cooper. Anderson new Cooper, baby, I mean, new daddy, daddy, new daddy. Always a daddy, now a new daddy. I yep. mean, to Always see a his daddy. face, <laughs> to see his face, yeah. you've just never, and to hear it in his so voice, cute. you've just never heard a happier yeah. guy. It, yep. it was so yeah. so sweet. And his and his mom, who passed away, I think last year. Yes. Was aware that it was in the works, so that yes. was pretty sweet. Yeah, very sweet. And the, the the story of the name of the baby and how the baby got the name—it's all just like I, I love Anderson Cooper. How are you, Anderson? Uh, I am. I'm great. I'm like sort of blissfully happy. Yeah, I'm great. I can't stop smiling. A lot of people are are uh, rescuing adopting puppies during this time. <laughs> And uh, you you decided no I'm gonna get myself a baby. Yeah, the uh, the shelter was yeah. all out of puppies, so I you know I took the extra step. Yeah, no, I mean I've, wow. I've wanted a uh, I've wanted to have a family of my own forever and have kids. I love kids, and yeah, I never thought it'd be possible, and it's just yeah, it's just incredible. 
So this is interesting, obviously, that you've been planning this uh, for at least nine months. And uh, and but the timing of this, that it, it happened during this is is crazy. Yeah. And but then it's also in a way beautiful because you get to be home with him all the time now. It is, yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary. I can watch him for hours and hours and hours do nothing, and it's amazing. I, oh, uh, that's really sweet. I know. I bet. I'm sure. And especially when he smiles like oh that, you wonder, like, they say it's gas, but it can't be. There must be something in that little head. I, I don't know. I mean, he definitely is dreaming because he goes through a whole range of emotions on his face while he's sleeping. It's really... I mean, it's better than Netflix. It's better than, like, there's no point in streaming. And I can just sit there and stream him. I just watch him all the time. And now I have, like, a, a, a monitor where I can watch him on my phone, which is just obsessive. Yeah, I I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I feel like that about my dogs and my yeah. cats. So I'm sure a human thing is is actually probably more interesting. <laughs> um, but, well, your dog and cats are yeah, probably doing more. Right now, he's just kind of sleeping and pooping and eating. But he's not even a month old. I mean, it's just, you know, a little little bit more than a week old or two weeks old. And, and uh, yeah, he's already changed so much. I mean, I know everybody always says this and how it changes everything. And I hate to be so cliche, but it's... Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's astonishing. That's the word I keep using, astonishing. I'm completely astonished. Anytime there's a new little baby, it just warms my heart. But yeah, right you like now- a, you, you do like a baby. I do like a baby. But right now, in, in, in these times that we're going through, little babies just give me so much hope. And it's extra meaningful to Anderson. Well, he never thought he'd have a baby, so. No. Andy, show Mary your little burrito baby you made in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's just mean <laughs> for the sake of meanness. It's probably why I love him so much. Oh um, my God. I love uh, you. What's your second clip you want to show, Eddie? I may be going out on a limb. This may be my own personal opinion. You have the right to completely disagree with it if you're listening. I think there is not a journalist on the air in America now who is doing a better job than Anderson Cooper on the coverage of the coronavirus. And one of the reasons is he's not so far, you know, left that he is only in it for bringing down the president. And he's not so far right that he is spreading conspiracy theories and saying it started in a lab when all the science says otherwise. He is straight down the middle. So he gives you the facts and then he calls out officials when they misrepresent those facts. And and that's what I want right now. I, I don't I don't want new reasons to not like Donald Trump. I want the truth. And I want to know how to get through this. And Anderson Cooper is doing yeoman's work trying to make that happen. And Ellen asked him about it, you know, on the show. She asked him about what it's like to cover this in this time. And I thought his answer was, you know, respectful and non-political and compelling. So how difficult is it to be on CNN reporting the news when Washington is so confusing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just, what do you do? Yeah, do you... it's um, it's frustrating. I mean, look, any every, you know, Washington is often confusing and administrations, you know, often shade the truth, don't tell the truth. But this is certainly, uh, you know, there's really an assault, uh, a war on the truth going on. And we're in a time now of this pandemic where the truth matters more than ever. I mean, it's literally life or death, whether you get correct information about how to stay safe whether you get misinformation about what can help you and what can't hurt you. And so I've never been more proud to, to be a reporter at a time like this. Um, it's, it's difficult. There's, you know, it's incredibly challenging. You have administration, which is, you know, and I'm not saying this from a political vantage point, uh, you know, but, but they certainly 
give out tremendous misinformation and misdirection and shade the truth and lie about things. And that's a real difficulty as a reporter. There you go. That's what you want from someone anchoring a news channel for you, in my opinion. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's terrific. He's, yeah. he's, he's good at what he does. And, uh, you know, he and I went to the same high school. No matter. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. So two more. Um, I want to do a double deep tease. Oh, well, interesting. Double deep. Yeah. I mean, it's your podcast, Andy. I just want to get your approval first. Yeah. Go ahead. Feel All right, free. great. So I want to deep tease that it, later on in this podcast, we're going to announce uh, that someone, and I'm going to just give a little bit of a clue here, someone who nominated her first time pregnant sister to get all the Mother's Day gifts uh, is going to make that happen. And then I want to just say that we're going to end the podcast with a clip of Bill Murray, which- Oh my uh, and, God. And the reason I'm I suggesting that Murray. we end with it is because we're never going to be able to top it. <laughs> Everything about that interview was perfection. Now, in the meantime, I would like for us to talk about the absolutely adorable Sarah Paulson. I love her. There's two Sarah Paulsons. Sarah Paulson, the actress. Sarah Paulson, the person slash talk show guest. Brilliant Sarah actress. Paulson, the actress, just there's nothing else to say but what Ed just said. Brilliant in everything she does. Fully forget that she's Sarah Paulson and you believe whatever character she's playing. Sarah Paulson, the talk show guest, was such a fun discovery for all of us. Yeah. Because Absolutely. she turned out to be one of the most frightening, nervous, <laughs> jumpy, frightened, hilarious. Not, fr not frightening. She was frightened. Hilarious people yeah. we have on the show consistently yes. hilarious, uh -huh. consistently frightened. This time we had to do it obviously via quarantine and that did not stop her from being her usual hilarious self. Here's a little bit of that interview. That was a clip from your show, uh, Mrs. America, which I also love very much and I love everything that you're in, you know that. Uh, tell us about who you play. I play a lady named Alice McCrae. I'm a Catholic conservative woman who uh, is a homemaker. And over the course of the series, she's really the character who has the largest arc. Can I just, can I just? What, Andy? I just want to reiterate what you said. Sarah Paulson is brilliant in literally every role. There's. Not a lot of I didn't hear Ellen that you can say, say that. that I didn't hear Ellen say that. She said, I, you know I love everything you yeah, do. Yeah, that's not I the did. same thing and as I, Sarah and I'm is brilliant really in are... everything she does. That's a little more specific. Well, that's how... That's, that's, that's what Ellen was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say, but I was trying to save time, and now we've added another no, three great. minutes with him <laughs> saying what I said. <laughs> this is your third project with Kate Blanchett. Yep. Um, and uh, y'all must be good friends by now. We are good friends. You know, the thing that Kate does that people would be very surprised, she likes to send a giffy. Is that what it's called? A jiffy? A giffy? A jiffy. <laughs> we, we, have, we have other guests today, Sarah. Just a jiffy. Let's just call it jiffy. <laughs> what do you want? This is <laughs> freaking weird. I don't know what's happening. There's a mop in the corner. You're outside. And you might as well be in Ellen's gorilla sanctuary. It's like, I feel like I'm being looked at. What are you doing? Very strange. I'm used to seeing you over there. I prefer it. Oh, no. This full view of you when I'm trying uh. to pay attention to, to my host. Thank you. Bye-bye, Andy. I'm out. Bye-bye. Anyway, right. she He's likes gone. to send He's gifts. Gone. She likes to send funny gifts. She's a very... What? Hey, what happened? What? I lost Sarah. I'm here. I'm Sarah? here. I'm here. Sarah? Yes, I'm here. Sarah? No, you're going to scare Sarah. me. <laughs> 
That was really, you're very believable. I, I believed you. Oh, but Andy's back. Really wonderful. No. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she's become like a staff favorite, an Ellen favorite. Like she's just money. Yeah. She, yeah, I think what, it, and, and I may have this wrong, but it, it seems like she's terrified when she's on the show, but she sort of, she's one of those people like Andy, where she has that magical quality of some people when they're terrified, it's heartbreaking. It's hilarious when she's terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way she responds to being terrified makes it all the more fun to terrify her. I just love her. And she's currently just in really interesting movie roles right now and TV roles. So it's fun to talk to her about the projects that she's doing and she's smart and funny. And then it, it just is almost always so easy to scare her. Oh, what about all the lips she gave Andy for being in the backyard too? Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> just wouldn't and let you have it in. Hilarious. It was so funny. She, yeah, she just kept giving me a hard time. I, she's just great. And yeah. she talked about this syndrome that she has where she's afraid of things that have holes too close together. Like, uh, like what's had, an example? Like a sponge. Maybe or, like a honey, or, like or, a honeycomb? or like a beehive. Sponge, a honeycomb. a honeycomb, but like a genuine fear. There's an actual name for it, uh, which uh, she'll talk. Yeah. Until we talked about it on the air with her, yeah. I had never known that that was a thing. That I didn't know it had... was a thing and that it had an actual name too. Right. Hey, this is an interesting time for you because you're scared of basically everything anyway. Um, yeah, you know, Ellen, I am, uh, you know I'm a frightened person. I get nervous about a lot of things, right? Yep, yep. So I'm the gal you want around during the pandemic because I can answer a lot of questions about what to do when you're afraid. And I know how to clean very well. I'm a great cleaner, always have been, because I'm a germaphobe too, so see. I'm ready. Yeah, I just texted you yesterday, and the reason I texted you about it's called uh, trypophobia. Is that what it's called? Trypophobia, trypophobia. I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced. Okay. Yeah. The reason I texted you is uh, a friend of mine. Uh, both of her children have that same thing. We were talking about it last night, and at dinner, and I said I think that's what Sarah has, where you don't, you're afraid of things with holes. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> holes that are too, too close together. That are there can't be any, like a like, wasp negative... nest or a. Yeah, I don't want a hole and then a negative space and then a hole too close to it. Right, you don't want that. Don't. And it's a real thing because <laughs> both of these kids have it. And Andy is laughing in the background just because we said the word hole. Yeah, because he's a grown-up. <laughs> he's a very mature individual. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that's, gross. That's who I choose to hang out with. You what does it say about Ellen that this is who she chose? I'm trying to talk to Ellen, what? Andy. Okay, yeah. I'm going to stay out of it. Okay, but Just can I ask a question? Did you Google this thing and do you understand? If you, there's a test you can take that if you look at these pictures and it doesn't bother you at all, you don't want to gag or pass right out, you probably don't have it. But I can't even think about it. Like I can't think about a natural sponge without um, gagging. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not talk about that. Right. I'm, I just was saying I texted you yesterday because both of these, uh, both of our children have it. And I think it's interesting when someone has that and then both of them do anyway. I have a question. Yes, dear. Is there a better looking, bigger country music star than Tim McGraw? Mm. No. No. No, no, no. Sam no, Hunt he's, uh, would be a close second. Mm. Who? Who? Sam, Sam Hunt. Hunt would be a close yeah, yeah. second. Yeah, People really do Wonderful. like that, Sam Hunt. Wonderful Sam Hunt, yeah, but, but not uh, Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim McGraw is the whole package, as they say. Who says that, Andy? That I don't know. <laughs> but they call him the whole I'm, package. I'll bet Faith does. He's just awesome. Yeah, he's, you know, like he's, he's, you know, yes, he's a he's a country legend. 
Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be honest with you. I played the song Live Like You Were Dying until I just couldn't play it no more. I love that uh, song so much. That, that song you can play forever. And then the next song of his, in my opinion, that you can play forever is uh, Humble and Kind. Mm. Have you played that one forever yet, Ed? Uh, not forever, no. <laughs> Something like that. I like that nope. song. I, I didn't sing it right. No, nope, sure didn't. But it's, uh, it's a th- really, really, really good song. And he did our show via Zoom, and he did a song for us from his home. Yep. You're going to perform a song today. It's called uh, I Called Mama. Yeah. And where did that title come from? It's, it's a song a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine wrote it. Lance Miller, who's a good friend of mine, is one of the writers on it. He's the one that sent it to me. Mar Green and, and uh, Jimmy Urie are the writers on it. I was pretty much finished with my project. I've been working on my project for an album that comes out in September, and I was pretty much done with it. And this song came in, and um, this was before all this stuff happened. The song just really struck me. I think think that um, it talked it, it gives you a sort of a perspective on the worldview. I think in a lot of ways, it's very simple, and it talks about calling your mom for sure. Then then in the bigger picture, you know, I I just think that it, it reminds you to connect with people in general and, and, and people that you love, and, and then in the human connection that we well, all need. Thank you so much. Thanks for for uh, sharing uh, the song that you're about to share with us right now for the first time on television, uh, performing "I Called Mama." Here is Tim McGraw. Got a call from a friend about a friend. With some news no one ever wants to hear It hit me like a punch and took my breath He was just getting into his best years Yes, something like that'll shake you up Wake you up So I stopped off at a Texaco Bought a Slim Jim and a Coke Parked out by the water just to watch it river flow. Kev. Yes, dear. You've had a game running around your head. Yeah. And the name of the game is called Huh What? Huh What? Will did I know that this was going to be the perfect time to introduce Huh What to the world? Exactly. Explain explain Huh What and and what what it forces me to do. Okay, Ellen closes her eyes. Andy has a little envelope full of words that he has to act out. And, uh, then Ellen and Twitch guess what he's doing only by making sounds with his body, no words. And oh boy, Andy. But, and what, and the brilliance of what Andy does, and I don't know if you directed him to do this or not. But there's he no makes, direction. He makes, he makes the sounds, but for the viewer who doesn't have their eyes closed, he acts it out. Well, that's part of the game. That's what I keep telling Kevin doesn't make sense. He tells me I have to use my body in sounds and she only hears sounds and it's, but the Very rest of us, the it rest of us, you, like you really became that watermelon getting eaten. <laughs> <laughs> that one was making me cry, laugh, Andy. Oh boy! Oh. I thought it was corn on the cob. The whole no. time I was watching it, I was like, "It's easy. It's corn on what the cob." What was the spitting part? See, I, 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 I don't know I, the I, seeds. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, <laughs> it was, the whole thing was a lot. Didn't like that piece of corn. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't explain well, that part. Uh, I think God. it's a hit, is what I'm hearing. Uh-huh. From from what? So, from, from two to three, from so two to three sources. If yeah. we, if we, we check the minute by minutes. If we play uh, a clip, people listening 
are automatically playing the game. Yeah, so see, I guess can, that's true. See, see, see if you can figure out. Helen. Yeah, and now you know one of them is watermelon. This one I don't know how I'm going to do, but. All right, let's close our eyes, switch. Ah! 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 No. Ah! 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 These are so good. I, I don't know. Twitch, Twitch, you should know. Wait, what? This is something you've done. You should know. Oh, oh. Wait, hit it. Do it one more time. Ow! You're getting waxed. Ow! Waxing baby! Twitch! <laughs> Waxing baby. <laughs> he well, got it. I opened my eyes at the end to, to enjoy a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was good. Okay, thank you. We got one. Okay. All right. Me, okay. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> And now, if you want to laugh until you cry, go go to your DVR. You've go got to watch it. Oh, Andy, you're a good sport out there. Not all the games Thank work, you, as, Kevin. Not all the games we've made you do out there work as well as that one. I got to say, so I, I appreciate when you stick with them and they're not looking that good. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. thank you, Kevin. Andy, are you tired of being outside yet? Yeah, I'm starting to. It's got, it's getting a little chilly out here. Oh, oh you mean at Ellis, not on this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you mean just in general. I am not. I'm going to be honest with you. And it's funny to me because uh, occasionally on social media, I see people saying, be nice to Andy. He hates it out there. I am having so much fun yeah. because I am not great at sitting in one spot for a long yeah. time unless I'm laying down, getting ready to nap or just laying down. Right. But when it comes to kind of the show and moving... I don't know. I'm liking it out there. What would be much harder for me is if I had to be in that room with her the whole time. So I like being out there. And uh, and if I'm being real honest, what keeps it a little interesting is not knowing what's coming down yeah, for me yeah. to do from uh, you guys and Kevin and the writers. One of, and, our loyal, one of our loyal uh, podcast fans, Troy Thomas, offered to come stand out there with you if you are lonely. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's very yep. nice of Troy. I know. Yeah. You well, know, nobody now, loves Andy now, more than Troy. Now we all know what everyone would rather be doing is doing the show from our studio on the Warner Brothers lot with our crew, with our whole staff, with an audience, the same way we've done it for 17 years. That's that's what we'd like to do, right? That's where we want to be. That is 100% correct, Mary. But for 17 years, every day at around one o'clock, 
we walk into a studio that has not a window to it and we shoot the show. And so this is a bit of a change of pace for Andy to be outside yeah. for the time that we're doing the show when we are used yes. to, you know, in the wintertime, we go in to the stage in the daytime and we come out. At, at night, when it gets dark so early, it's such a um, weird thing. We head over there from our offices at like noon. We're done by about five and you walk out and right. it's you miss the daylight. And again, we would go back to that in a heartbeat. The second yeah. we can go back to that, we want to go back to that. But I bet it just is interesting for Andy to be doing something different. And I get that it's fun for him. And I had no idea just the level of chaos that Andy was was wreaking on the stage on a daily basis <laughs> until he went up to Ellen's and I get to really see it. And Mary's so used to it. Like, it doesn't even phase her when I'm just walking around. <laughs> She's so used to it. Uh, everyone's going like, wow, he really moves around a lot. Mary's like, yeah, welcome to the last 17 years of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. And the way Ellen, it, it not only doesn't bother Ellen, she just lives for it. It makes yeah. her so happy to see you. She fully accepts Andy exactly the way he is. I mean, and she, and she Kevin, with all my right... shortcomings, that was the end of your sentence. Well, no, she reserves the she oh. reserves the right to laugh at some of the things you do, but yeah, it, it is all worth you. the price of admission. Like it yep. just there's so much that you bring to the show that it's all fun. Oh my gosh! Well, I appreciate that. Well, should we pick the winners of the Mother's Day gifts or no? Yes, sure. yes. So explain sure. the contest and explain what's happening. Yeah, we were looking for people who are pregnant who uh, don't think Andy's the father. They just had to tweet us. I mean, we always joke about how few people listen, but we got so many submissions. For this <laughs> Everyone was really thrilled Turns to out, say that I'm not the father. <laughs> yeah. Turns out there's a lot of pregnant people out there that would like yes. some of Ellen's wonderful Mother's Day giveaways. And Ed, I'm going to turn it over to you to tell everyone who's winning. Hi, hashtag Ellen on the go, producers and at the Ellen Show. This is my sister, first time mom and RN. She is expecting her baby this August. I heard the contest on the podcast today and would love to gift her the gift you mentioned for Mother's Day and even best on Nurses Week. And then she hashtagged it, Andy is not a father, I hope. Now she did not give her, us her sister's name, but her name, but she sent us a picture of her sister. Yep. And her name is Vicky Jimenez. And Vicky Jimenez, your sister is going to get, our staff will be reaching out to you. She's going to get everything we gave away on the Mother's Day show, which is pretty much everything you need when you get your baby home from the hospital. Bow, bow. Congratulations to your family on this great honor of getting all these awesome gifts and a special thanks to all our sponsors who stepped up, even though we didn't have a studio audience, to give away such top-of-the-line great Mother's Day stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Andy, are you, are you sure? No, but are you real? I can't believe Andy's doing this. You really, Andy? Andy has just said that the first time that Vicky's sister wants to go out for dinner after the baby is born, Aww. he will babysit. That's wow. Andy. I am happy to be of service. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, congratulations to you, to your sister, to the whole family. Hey, and don't forget that we're still going to pick four more um, first-time moms-to-be to win all of these Mother's Day gifts. So wow. uh, hit us up. We're going to keep looking. Use that hashtag. I believe the hashtag was uh, Andy is not the father, I hope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hilarious. And I think now the time has come to talk about Bill Murray. And We've since you to. love him, and since it's probably possible that Ed has seen Caddyshack more times uh -oh. than any human being. Why don't you take us to this one, Eddie? Mr. Gopher, it's me, Mr. Squirrel. <laughs>
Don't worry about those wires in my stomach. Doctor's orders. It's not like I'm a plastic explosive or anything. Um, <laughs> I love Bill Murray. I've loved Bill Murray my entire life. And one of my favorite things about Bill Murray, in addition to how hilarious he's been in every movie I've seen him in, and in the movies that weren't supposed to be hilarious, he's also a really compelling actor, has been his relationship with David Letterman. His appearances on The Late Show with David Letterman were absolutely nothing short of epic. They were all so like thought out. And like, we know that to book Bill Murray, you gotta like send a note to his PO box. Like he doesn't have an agent. <laughs> he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a phone. Like he's, he's tough to book. But he reached out to us and said he was doing this thing with Guy Fieri and could he do the show? And we were all like, hell yeah. We had like one day's notice. And then when he appears, just before I see him, I get a call from Matt Wright, co-executive producer and producer of this segment, saying to me, just so you know, he's in some kind of bear hat, <laughs> bear mask. And I do not oh think- Oh my God. And I do not think he plans on taking it off. <laughs> oh. And he did the entire interview in, in a panda mask, basically. In a so panda, good. yeah. In, in a, Ever a peep. It could have been anyone under there. We don't it know. Could, it could have been anyone under there. And he did this so thing funny. where he, got, he was talking about the Lone Ranger and he showed how they changed Lone Rangers during the season way back in the day. And he showed how one Lone Ranger walked differently from the other Lone Ranger. And just in that little walk across the room, I could tell it was Bill Murray, by the way, he like sort of slumps his shoulders and his arms come. He, I just, I love everything about him. I really do. Hi, Bill. Hey. You got a mask on. Well, I I watch the briefings every day, and uh, when I hear President Cuomo say that if I don't wear a mask, I'm disrespecting you, I, I figure I should wear a mask. I'm not worried so much about my own health or whether I make it. I've had a full life. But there's been a lot of people that would really like to go a little deeper, <clears throat> a little deeper in this century, and I don't want to mess it up for them. <laughs> well... I certainly appreciate the respect. That's wonderful. Where are you right now? I, I don't, I'm not really sure, but I know uh, if this is any help, someone knocked on the door today and said, Bill, it's Thursday. Okay. Uh, I'm, so I'm in South Carolina. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. All right. That, uh, but that does help when someone knocks on the door and tells you the day. I wish, I wish someone did that for me. Uh, I know. I'm impressed with also, um, it must be hot inside of that thing. Is it hot? You know, I think about that, and I think, what did our forefathers have to go through coming across on ships from Europe to come to this country and make it? I think if I'm going to complain about a little bit of heat inside of a mask, maybe I don't deserve to have a green card or a citizenship card or any kind of card, any kind of a credit card. You know, so I'm, I'm, this is a little thing that I'm doing, a little thing. I'm nowhere near the people that are in the front line. Nowhere near what's happening there. What a selfless thing. Are you going to pass? I think you're going to pass out. Are you going to pass out? No, I know that feeling, and this isn't it. <laughs> All right. So, yes, Bill Murray and Dave. First of all, Bill Murray was hilarious on our show, and anytime, anywhere, you take Bill Murray as a guest. He was the first ever guest on Late Night with David Letterman. Wow, on NBC. And the day before the show's premiere, I was not working on the show at the time, Bill Murray sent a case of, I think it was tequila. If it wasn't tequila, it was vodka. He sent a case of tequila or vodka to the writing staff at David Letterman, thereby ensuring that 
on the day of the shooting, the premiere episode of the show, mm-hmm. the entire writing staff was terribly hungover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was the first guest on Late Night. Wow, I love that story. Yeah. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. All right, well, that really seems like plenty of podcast right there. Yep. That's going to hold you over till next week. Hopefully. I would think so. Um, well, listen, subscribe today uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. And don't forget to watch Ellen Weekdays for even more Ellen fun. Bye, Porsche. Bye, Porsche. I love you. Porsche, 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 Porsche. Mm. <laughs> bye, guys. You, Mary, you didn't Mary even say goodbye to the her. most. Bye, Porsche. Cool cause all my dreams are more than possible